0: Fichte and Kant on Censorship by Johann Fichte and Immanuel Kant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Fichte to Kant. 22 January 1792 a friend whom i respect has written to me a kind and touching letter upon this subject in which he requests that in the event of a possible revision of the work during the delay which has occurred in printing i should endeavour to set two points upon which we are at issue in another light i have said that faith in a given revelation cannot reasonably be founded upon belief in miracles because no miracle is demonstrable as such but i have added in a note that it may be allowable to employ the idea of miracles having occurred in connection with a revelation in order to direct the attention of those who need the aid of outward and sensible manifestations to the other sufficient grounds upon which the revelation may be received as divine The only modification of the former principle which I can admit. I have said further that a revelation cannot extend the materials of either our dogmatic or of our moral knowledge, but I admit that upon transcendental objects, in the fact of which existence we believe, while we know nothing whatever of the mode of that existence, it may furnish us with something in the room of experience something which for those who so conceive of such matters shall possess a subjective truth which however is not to be received as a substantial addition to but only an embodied and formal manifestation of those spiritual things possessed by us a priori notwithstanding continued reflection upon these points i have hitherto discovered nothing which can justify me in altering my conclusions may i venture to ask you sir as the most competent judge to tell me in two words whether any other results upon these points are to be sought for and if so in what direction or if these are the only grounds on which a critique of the revelation idea can safely proceed if you will favor me with these two words of reply i shall make no use of them inconsistent with the deep respect i entertain for you as to my friend's letter i have already said an answer that i do not cease to give my attention to the subject and shall always be ready to retract what i am convinced is erroneous as to the prohibition of the censor after the clearly declared object of the essay, and the tone which predominates throughout its pages, I can only wonder at it. I cannot understand where the theological faculty acquired the right to apply their censorship to such a mode of treating such a subject. Kant's Reply, 2nd February, 1792 you desire to be informed by me whether any remedy can be found against the strict censorship upon which your book has fallen without entirely laying it aside i answer none so far as without having read the book thoroughly i can determine from what your letter announces as its leading principle namely that faith in a given revelation cannot reasonably be founded on a belief in miracles for it inevitably follows from this that a religion can contain only such articles of faith as likewise belong to the province of pure reason this principle is in my opinion quite unobjectionable and does not abolish the subjective necessity either of revelation or of miracle for it may be assumed that whether or not it might have been possible for reason unaided by revelation to have discovered those articles of faith which now when they are actually before us may indeed be comprehended by reason yet it may have been necessary to introduce them as miracles which however now when religion can support itself and its articles need no longer be relied upon as the foundation of belief but according to the maxims which seem to be adopted by the censor this principle will not carry you through for according to these certain writings must be received into the profession of faith according to their letter since it is difficult for the human understanding to comprehend them and much more for human reason to conceive of them as true and hence they really need the continued support of miracle and thus only can become articles of reasonable belief The view which represents revelation as merely a sensible manifestation of these principles in accommodation to human weakness, and hence as possessed of subjective truth only, is not sufficient for the censor, for his views demand the recognition of its objective truth according to the letter. One way, however, remains open to bring your book into harmony with the idea of the censor, for example if you can make him comprehend and approve the distinction between a dogmatic belief raised above all doubt and a mere moral admission resting on the insufficiency of reason to satisfy its own wants for then the faith which good moral sentiment reposes upon miracle may probably thus express itself lord i believe that is i receive it willingly Although I cannot prove it sufficiently, help thou mine unbelief. That is, I have a moral faith in respect to all I can draw from the miraculous narrative for the purposes of inward improvement, and I desire to possess an historical belief in so far as that can contribute to the same end. My unintentional non belief is not confirmed unbelief but you will not easily make this distinction acceptable to a censor who it is to be feared makes historical belief an unconditional religious duty with these hastily but not inconsiderably thrown out ideas you may do whatever seems good to you provided you are yourself convinced of their truth without making any direct or indirect allusion to him who communicates them End of Fichte and Kant on Censorship by Johann Fichte and Immanuel Kant